2: I too, Billy! And you book a match with me! That's right, Killing! Look at me! I'm a total package! I will rip him apart! I'm pissed now!
0: Where to, Stephanie! <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome everybody to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, Dan St. Germain. I am here with Sergeant Slaughterhouse Scott Chaplin. I am here with Robert. I don't know we, have a we still don't have a nickname for you
1: do uh, years ago it was like Andy Cups but it made yeah. no sense then it makes less sense now
0: yeah it makes even less Andy Cups Carpalis and as always Zachariah how are how is everybody doing
2: very good very good
0: good great uh fucking Scott you can't see it because it's an audio medium but Scott is uh is sleeveless today showing these guns off after getting back from Vegas how was Las Vegas Scott
2: Oh, it was fun. Yeah, we did Skank Fest. I stayed up too much. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Well, you don't want to thi-
0: go to bed early at an event called Skank Fest. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And in Vegas, that was, uh, yeah, it was like Skank Fest extended edition, you know?
0: Yeah, nobody died. we leave though. Skank That's Fest and going to like Skankville. <laughs> Nobody died because I decided to bail a month before. <laughs> uh, I was going to go. I kind of wish I'd gone, but I also was like, eh, maybe not the smartest move right now. Anyway, that's not a premium current event, folks. Uh Skankfest was premium current events, went great. Another premium current event. I'm actually in the premium current events section. Uh, Dan Soder, you may know him from this show and Billions and a special on HBO, one of my best friends in comedy and otherwise.
1: One he, of Dan's um, best friends in comedy who's been on our show once for 30 seconds to do a Randy Savage impression. And that was it a year and a half ago. Hey, He decided was to a- break the Dan St. Germain story on a different radio show than ours, but no, go on. Your wait, close wait, wait, personal wait friend. But wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. We have broke the
0: story on. Oh, yeah, we- <laughs> we, I broke the story a month and a half ago and we got less <laughs> listeners the next week. So Dan went on an actual podcast, Barstool Sports, and he talked about it. And now everybody, including the observers, is picking it up. Basically, uh, what Dan said it's you know, we've been in a holding pattern. We sold a show to Peacock uh, and WWE uh, with with Stone Cold Steve Austin. New Peacock about a like a year and five months ago. We've been waiting for somebody to make a decision on this, um, and hopefully, this helps speed up the decision making process. Because we're just kind of, you know, we already have the outline, we have the Bible, we're ready to get going on this thing. Uh, and, you know, it's just dependent on, I guess there's they're down to one issue in business affairs, that's what we've heard. We don't know what that
1: issue is, but... Uh, the content it, you know. of the show. <laughs> uh yeah they, the- they like it but they want it to be a more serious version of the fresh prince of bel-air because that's got <laughs> hit written all over it
0: <laughs> hey i think they're going back for a third season and first off peacock's got some great shit all right it really does besides wwe we got a premium current event i'll be watching halloween havoc from peacock this saturday night for something to sports entertainment with uh there's also a ton of date lines uh you got to see the new halloween ends there's a lot of good horror stuff on there um and will I be singing its praises if the show goes away? Absolutely not. But until then, I'm going to be Mr. Company Dan. Um, premium Current Events, usually I ask your guys' opinion about this. What, what's your opinion?
2: Well, I look, should... I hope you get it. Uh, it sounds to me like it's been over. <laughs> oh, my God. And never before have I seen two men bring up a, a dead thing more. <laughs> it's like including me about my father.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Soder talks about it, probably talked about it at Skagfest too, like everybody.
2: No, I I'm rooting for it, man. And I think this is the thing. I think now you're going to get a petition going and 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 now they have to make it because they're going to realize that is this is something people really want to see
0: with Peacock. <laughs> No, I, mean, I think
1: in all in all seriousness, uh, I'll speak from the position as a, a wrestling fan uh, and try to be as objective as possible. I think the idea of taking the established IP of a, a famous wrestler and putting it in an interesting situation – is a lot of fun. Like, we all know and love the Stone Cold Steve Austin character, and the fact that Steve is all in on it, and he thinks that what you and Soder have written is really funny, and Steve has a good barometer when it comes to that kind of stuff. We as wrestling fans want this. Like, we want this sort of irreverent content. It's kind of like when they did that Mike Tyson show, a cartoon. I, few I, years I, ago, like-
0: I mean, the first example, this is Sergeant Slaughter and G.I. Joe.
1: Sergeant Slaughter mm-hmm. and GI Joe. I mean, as a kid, the whole reason I first got into wrestling was the the Hulk Hogan cartoon. Like that was at the video store, and you watched it. And you're like, "Oh, these guys are real superheroes." But it's also something that the WWE should get behind because if it is cool and edgy and funny, and it's on Peacock and people like it, they're going to reengage with the WWE product in a way that like Total Divas was bringing in a certain audience. I think there's a certain audience that likes. Adult cartoons that are going to watch this and be like, fuck, I used to love watching WWE. I'm going to go tune in and watch this. Like, there's nothing for them to lose. And it's not like they're doing anything with Steve Austin now, anyway. You know, they brought him back at Mania. He almost killed Vince McMahon. Everybody was happy. They still sell those fucking shirts. Like, What's Steve possibly going I mean, to do to ruin as his, his as, merchandise,
0: as far as the merchandise shop, it's it's Lily and the Austin 316 shirt. Like, they're there, like, for the past two years, those have been in the top five, so.
2: Well, yeah, isn't Austin still, like, the most washed thing on, well, when it it's, was the network? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the, so.
0: it's funny pitching a show with Stone Cold, because the first pitch we did, like, me and Soder weren't as on as we like to be, and, uh, you know, Stone Cold giving that speech of, like, all right, you're going to have to work snugger the next time. You know, like you're like, oh man, I really have to make sure this this shit gets over. Um, but yeah, I it look it was it was a pleasure writing this with Steve and Dan. I hope this happens. Um it Petition, would be, baby. It would be really fun, dude. I mean, like, look, it's it's that we we did we want to use the stone cold IP and And hopefully it works out,
2: man, but there are other things go, you know what? Well, look, here's the thing about stone cold, the IP of stone cold is, and we've talked about it. It's the reason the ratings weren't so good is because wrestling rules. It's, it was because the stone cold character rules. And that's why wrestling will never see the heights it has seen then because they weren't watching wrestling. They were watching the stone cold Steve Austin show. You are pitching a stone cold Steve Austin show and it's different and it's funny and it's out there, but. The Stone Cold character is up there with like television's most. That's fun what I. I mean, when I was talking to Steve about it, I was. wrestling character. It's, there's yeah. Archie Bunker. There, you know, there's there's. No, Sports I was like Archie Boston. Bunker. Like, there's St-
0: Lucille Ball. Like yeah. he's one of
2: those.
1: You know, he is it's, one uh, of them. He is I'd one like of
2: the 90s it. biggest TV stars. First of all, Scott, stars. Archie
1: Bunker could not sell Tide detergent the way stone cold steve austin did like like my whites have never been whiter which is will make you happy since you're wearing that sleeveless shirt hey look I, look I think like archie bunker could say. get
2: away with saying that <laughs> yes
1: he, archie bunker absolutely could. how old are we that we're making all in the family references i don't know we're like we're, TV we're land. Fucking
0: old man TV well land. here's our halloween episode i appreciate the supportive words i appreciate everyone who tweeted about the show hopefully it happens
1: um by the way I will this is the last thing I'll say and then we can move on to more important stuff like Dracula um is even if this show doesn't come to fruition even if this thing never happens this has been the greatest day of Dan Saint-Germain's life because wrestling observer who he has loved and never loved him back finally wrote an article about <laughs> Dan Saint-Germain like this I really is- think
0: there's no way that Meltzer doesn't know we did a roast about him. There's no way that guy, does. I mean, the like, algorithm
1: he, in his brain. He, yeah,
0: he tweets back at every fucking tweet, and I've tagged him for that roast, and he doesn't bite. So maybe now, you know, Meltzer will finally acknowledge me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. Well. Yes, it is our Halloween episode, uh, by the way, for Halloween on Patreon next week. I mean, this week we're going to be doing mind games in your house, mind games. We switched it from pro wrestlers versus zombies. Uh, I put up a poll by overwhelming margin, mind games won. One so we're gonna be- really
1: upset about that. I saw on the Facebook group. He's like, I can't believe you guys aren't roasting this movie or watching this movie. I'm like, you know what? Where were you when we watched all the like money plane? Like, right exactly that's scarier than wrestlers versus yeah, zombies. I
0: mean, for sure uh but we're gonna do mind games and then then a week after we're gonna be doing the roast of the undertaker but this week well i guess next week's gonna be halloween episode two we're having this is the halloween month this week we're roasting dracula folks i didn't want to do two roasts in one week we are going to get to that i feel like we should cover wrestling first i feel like we should cover dynamite or dud and then we should do high spot, low spot, or high spots and low spots of wrestling this week. And then we get into the bright side and the Roast of Dracula. What do I you guys think that. about
2: that? Hey, whatever you want to do.
1: I mean, I, I'm excited to get the Dracula Roast over with so I can focus on the excitement of Dynamite. But whatever, whatever. No, let's Dan, do Dynamite first. year? a wrestling your party.
0: podcast. It is a wrestling podcast. What to start with the wrestling? Dynamite or dud? Hour one. This is where we, if people who are new to the podcast, we review Dynamite and decide whether or not it was good or bad uh our one death triangle versus the best friends the,
1: all the people who are tuning in just for dracula he's got that <laughs> he's got that huge social media following they're like oh we're gonna hear this wrestling shit first now dan's thinking
2: about the you know the tmz post about this potential austin show and how it'll say dan <laughs> saint germain on it hey, all
0: over at uh at tmz I,
1: I tweeted about it and soder liked it so you know we're 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 getting traction here folks <laughs> he won't come right, on our, the show but at least he'll acknowledge the uh, uh, he the came on
0: the show and he was in the old show
1: no that was the macho man randy savage and i don't i dare you to prove otherwise
0: yeah well you i forgot you only speak in canon hour one death to wrestle rose canon which is like the most depressing canon hour one death triangle versus best friends for the trio's somewhere titles. like
1: a tingle on the back of mike's neck went off
0: sheeta versus tony storm for the uh women's title for title tuesday no titles changed hands Uh, We had a promo backstage from Ward Joe, and uh, MJF and William Regal had a back-and-forth segment that uh, everybody loved. I didn't love it, but everybody else loved it, so I guess I'm wrong. Scott, what did you think of this first hour?
2: Who you know, um, these matches, they, they definitely didn't feel necessarily important. Also, the uh, the Tuesday aspect had me a little off in terms of my commitment and dedication to, to giving a shit about the show. I think that, that was a lot of other people, too. Uh, but they were good matches. I mean, I think that opening trios was uh, a lot of fun. Obviously, the right guys won. The argument is, should the match have even happened, I guess, right? But all in all, I thought the first hour was consistent. It was a a solid pro wrestling program. It just didn't feel like there were any stakes, which is unfortunate because they're title matches. So uh, let's get with it.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I thought as far as like, if I was Tony, I would have put the trios titles on the best friends that one night and I would have had Pac retain just because you're going to do Pac as a heel breaking away from death triangle. Why keep the titles on him? Also, it was like a real feel-good moment that I thought they kind of eh, they they kind of glossed over. Um, I thought Tony Storm versus Sheeta. I mean, they're the best two workers in ring in in the women's division in AEW. I mean, is there anybody who's a better worker, Scott, than those two in the women's division
2: hmm.
0: in AEW? I mean, WWE, obviously, but
2: yeah, no, not not that I can think of. Not
0: that I can think of, right? Yeah. So, and I, I thought it was fine. You know, like they're, you know, it's the same story where Brit comes out with the heels and then Soraya comes out. It feels like we've seen, it's a little triple A in that way that we see the same thing every, as, as far as the speech at the end, here, here's is my issue. And I'd love to hear Robert's opinion on it. I thought William Regal's delivery was amazing. I thought MJF delivery was amazing. My thing is like with all this MJF stuff, you just keep bringing up WWE. And right now, if WWE's on a hot streak, it's different than like when they're equal or when is doing a little better. Then I think you can bring up WWE and it makes sense. But when you bring it up and they're the prettier girl with the ball right now, you're like, oh well, is this the second-rate organization? Like, wait, what? what? Like, I, I just think that they they're they're doing more harm than good by bringing up all this WWE stuff. The story—it's kind of interesting, but it's also—it's a babyface story for a heel, and I think that's just been my my issue. Like MJF doesn't want to turn babyface, and this whole show has been basically built around an MJF babyface run the past couple of weeks. Even though, yes, he's a heel, yes, he still gets booze. The last couple of weeks, he's gotten booze anyway. Like you're trying to make your antagonist the protagonist, and because of that, it's harder for people to root for the storyline or give a shit about the storyline also the other you know like i, I was texting mike lawrence uh, i don't know if you've heard of him he's been on the show before uh and he was like well the, the bummer is is that now we get moxley and mjf and not mjf and regal <laughs> and that's almost that's really the match you want to see at this point even though regal can't move you know like that's the more interesting story is you know the the young guy like showing this old guy and I mean, I think MJF has to cheat to win still if they want to keep him a heel.
2: He's got to do something diabolical, right? He's got to do something diabolical. And I think that's why you – because, look, people are going to cheer him anyway. He's he's too good, and so lean into it in moments when you can and then really pull Um, the rug out from everybody at the pay-per-view. But in what way? If we're already rooting for you to win, it's – you know, a title change gets a pop. And so, Bro, if they wanted MJF really to be fucked, a man, e. he's gotta like, uh, he's gotta slit his throat, possibly.
0: <laughs> if they wanted MJF to be a heel, then they
2: should have had him take the scissoring trademark away because yeah. that's the I, biggest. I think, heel. I think Kanye West has to help MJF cheat. I think it'll do good for <laughs> Kanye and it'll make MJF a heel, so it, mm. it benefits both parties. He just renounces Judaism.
0: That's <laughs> uh, Robert, what did you think of this first hour?
1: All right. Um, Best Friends Death Triangle was like, on paper, I get it. You want to stack this thing with a bunch of title matches. There's only one legitimate trio that exists. I I tweeted out last week, and then uh, Sean Ross Sapp literally stole the tweet, uh, that WWE built the greatest trios division in the world by accident right now. Like, they have eight legitimate trios groups where I'm like, fuck, I want to see all these guys competing for trios titles. There's really nobody, and, and in, Wyatt's
0: going to be coming in with a new stable too. And
1: Wyatt and his table, but all this stuff—it's—it's it's insane that you made these trios titles and they don't really matter. And you have Death Triangle kind of like pulling apart and feuding, and the same time you have Swerve and our Glory pulling apart and feuding, and like what's going to happen with them? It, it, it's a lot of repetition. Now you have it with the the Blackpool Combat Club later on in the show with them pulling apart, like. Tony just he tells the same story over and over again it feels like playing an old version of like the Smackdown game on like PS2 where there's only three storylines they just keep switching out the people um the match itself was fine something that was excellent they did a Moxley hangman page video and I I whenever they do something great production wise I will always put it over the thing of Moxley training in Ohio and running around like it was a really well-produced, well-done video to make the main event match feel important. Um, Tony Storm, Sheeta, Sheeta was working very slow. It was like, it was kind of distracting and someone else I was talking to uh, noticed it as well uh, that she just seemed to be working at like a half a step uh the the post-match thing was repetitive it's like oh here comes jamie Hader, who they should have been getting behind here comes rebel here comes brit and then soraya doing physicality no for, for the first
0: time dissension between jamie hater and brit after they got them back together by saying the thing about like one of us will be champion i'm yes. like well then why why would you have the break why would you have them get back together like two weeks ago you know i got you know Patista and hunter did that a lot so i will i maybe maybe it's gonna pay off so maybe, maybe it will pay off
1: i don't know and and why do they bring back reho like what does that get them? Who was clamoring for more Riho?
2: Uh, Rio's over. Um, with, people love Rio, man. With that, yeah. And, and and I'm not necessarily crazy about Rio, but I have noticed that AEW fans really like her, at least online. And yeah, she's uh, the girlfriend they think they want.
1: <laughs> she yes, she's the beard Kenny Omega uses. Um Hi. <laughs> yeah. Warjo Joe and the, I didn't realize the kingdom were, were here now. So we're, we're going full on who cares ring of honor style. Gotta love that. And then that awkward hey, ring episode.
0: of honor may have a show. Tony
2: said they're going to have a show next year.
1: Well, they have a, they have a pay-per-view in December that starts at three o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Well, it's uh, actually 10 AM or something. Right. I think like, like people who go there have to get there at 10 AM. Like the so it's, th- will say it's three o'clock
1: m. Eastern. Cause you're in Texas and then, and Shivani was smart to point out like, Hey, it's a like there's no college football that day because it's Heisman Saturday, so it was like that's a smart thing to talk about, but it's like yeah,
0: they're doing that with UFC now this week,
1: okay? Well, there, there you go. But, um, the FTR and then Swerve and Keith Lee backstage segment, like how many times are we going to bring up that FTR is the number one contenders and they haven't challenged these titles once? I yeah, guess but
2: that's that what this was right,
1: no, and then uh, now they're, but I'm saying you're bringing yeah, it back yeah. again, it's like the fifth or sixth time, like. I get it, but like shit, I got it off the pot. I can't believe Dan didn't mention the uh, amazing Darby Allen segment where Sanjay. Oh, I totally
0: Dar- forgot. I did. I texted you guys about it. Where he calls
1: him a trash. That was, that
0: was that was like that was wrestle crap bad. This that was,
1: was WWE rough. like at its worst. Like this is 2009 WWE where they beat him up and then close a a, a metal grate on him. Uh, it was goofy. The the Regal MJF segment. It's you could not have built a better babyface than you could have with MJF right here. There was not even the slightest hint that he's still a heel. You had the whole thing with him in Utah a few weeks ago. You had him telling the, the firm to fuck off. And then his delivery of Regal and how passionate he was and, and how much of a shoot this, really, this story actually is. Because I've heard many elements of this story in real life.
0: Hey, so was that, was that email real
1: or no? can't get into those kind of things, Daniel, but at the (laughs) very least the whole, they loved him. They wanted him at the tryout, but then he was 19 and they had just put a moratorium on not signing young people. I'm not going to say why, but there's a theory as to why (laughs) they decided not to sign other young guys. There's a, there's a very specific theory about some dude who was such a dickhead. They're like, we don't want to deal with young people anymore. Uh, but it was max fired up as a babyface, basically saying, You didn't believe in me. I'm going to prove you wrong. And God damn it, I want to see this guy beat up Regal and get that WWE contract that he deserves. Like I am excited for <laughs> 2024. Yeah, oh, this, is like, a fucking, this is this so is a many levels story, of story him
0: going to WWE and main eventing WrestleMania, <laughs> isn't that
1: what like, that is? This is so many levels of stupid because Max was 100% a babyface. You're turning the crowd against Regal and unless you're doing uh, like the Hart Austin thing where you're going to switch babyface heel and make Moxley the heel and MJF the babyface, which I don't think is a good idea, but it feels like it. Like you're turning Regal heel here. There was no walking back. Regal tried and there was still no like walking it back. Like this crowd hated him. And this is like, it's Cincinnati, Ohio. It's not like you're in New York or Philly where they're going to be like, we love MJF and we're, we're just being a, a smarky crowd. Like, you listen to this. It's a fired up guy. Who's like, I was going to kill myself because of what you did. And instead I've rededicated my life to being the best wrestler in the world. Now I am, and I'm going to beat your guy for the title. And then in two years time, I'm going to go and become the highest paid wrestler wherever I am. Fuck you. How do you not share that dude?
0: <laughs> I, you know, it's, it, it is an interesting, it's an interesting move. I mean, I will say this is that I, I want to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's bad TV. I just don't know if it helps them really.
2: You know, yeah, like the same way. I think it's, I think it's very good TV. Um, At the end of the day, I don't know what, you know, anything like that, how it can help the company, just because it, it does it, seem like he will go because why wouldn't he? I mean, I well, guess
1: their, their thing is like, the show is going to be in Jersey. So you're close enough to New York where it's going to be a hundred percent pro MJF crowd anyway, so maybe the idea is lean full in on Max being a baby face, and then he pulls out some sort of swerve while he's there to, to ultimately become a shitty heel.
2: Because um, I, I went to a Newark show and we booed the hell out of him, but that was when he shit on Brian Pillman and stuff. So
1: That was a great promo. Whoever wrote yeah. that's a genius.
2: <laughs> but
1: no, but it, it was, it, the thing that bothers me with the max cheering is one of the things I loved about AEW for a while is the crowd wanted to play along. They wanted to boo him and be like, we get your entertaining, but it's so much more fun to play along. and like, we're going to boo you and tell you, we hate you, or we want to jump the rails. We want to like beat the shit out of you. Cause we're engaging in the show in the correct way. And now it's come to this whole thing where they just want to cheer him. And the Chicago part, I think, really surprised them. And it sucks we never got to see how that punk storyline was going to pay off. Because it was so compelling that it was not planned that Max was going to be the babyface in Chicago after punk won the title. And that audience went 100% in on MJF. And I would have loved to have seen where that pivot would have gone. And we kind of got robbed of one of the great wrestling stories. And now we're just getting what feels very much like an afterthought. And even with the afterthought, it's Max trying really hard to make it compelling, and he can knock anything out of the park. It's just should he?
0: Maybe Punk. Maybe Punk should come back. Maybe oh, he's coming back. Maybe this is a big swerve. If he comes back, a lot of their problems are are gone.
1: Yeah, because what can go wrong from. with Sam Punk? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true. I'm a little. I'm a little uh, rose-colored glasses today, folks. Hour two, uh, we have the uh, Wheeler Utah and Brian Danielson segment with Renee Paquette talking about the betrayal. Also, here's the thing, man. Like I just realized like you have Jamie Hader just quit back to Brute Baker. You have Danny Garcia who just came back to the Jericho Appreciation Society. So then you're going to have MJF like kind of tease this babyface run and then go back to being a heel. It's just, there's just so many stories like that right now. Um, all right. So we have that segment, uh, Chris Jericho versus Dalton Castle. Uh, Christian promo saying that they're moving on from from Jungle Boy, which we know that that's not true. Jade Cargo was backstage making threats, saying she was going to hold the Friday Night Rampage show hostage if he doesn't get her belt back. And uh, Hangman Page versus John Moxley for the AEW World Championship, followed by an MJF teasing that he was going to cash in. So I guess you can cash in that that uh you know Ace money in the th- They have that's their version of Money in the Bank, I guess. Um, they're gonna do it at at full gear now. I wish they kind of explained that a little bit better, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, look, I'm I'm I'm, I love Dalton Castle because he's who I would be if I was a professional wrestler 100%. Um, I love the blending of the you know, the his sexuality, I love the uh, his little side guys. It, you know, the I'm not gonna say. it, I feel like that they could have they sh- okay I felt like WWE would have done a better job with Dalton Castle in this gimmick in the sense that like it's a great gimmick that he had in Ring of Honor but like it looked a- just a teeny bit low rent on AEW and I feel like that you needed all right well it's a it's a top it's an A show it's a now you've moved from Ring of Honor to the A show let's have like a a cooler entrance maybe have him come out like you know on like a float or something you know something that would be really eye-catching um and instead you know we, we got the normal Dalton castle thing which is a great gimmick um we got the jake hager um you know hat thing which i thought was hilarious the beginning of hangman adam page and mox i thought was really good i loved how it started and then i know unfortunately he got a concussion and good on them for stopping it but i mean that sound guy jesus christ dude i mean like there's no excuse for that i understand why a promo or why the match would be awkward but the microphone cutting off a bunch of times like you cannot have those mistakes because when wrestling there's so much shit that can go wrong and we saw it we saw hey man adam page we saw your main event taken away that when you then have technical fuck-ups on top of the fuck-up you can't control i mean it just makes it look kind of you know mickey mouse um what do you think of the second
2: hour scott uh yeah i really love the jericho dalton match i like dalton a lot uh using the radio gaga without the without the singing is like a really good yeah, it was a, uh
0: it was a very jimmy johnson fix
2: yeah 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 very fun entrance and i actually yeah i did love the main event obviously it sucks how it ended and we were all worried and freaked out last night and the mic cutting out i wasn't as bothered by it but yeah it's obviously something they need to fix i feel like it does happen a lot too uh, but I actually loved what they did do with the situation. And, um, you know, MJF, I thought, knocked it out of the park again when he came out. And also, I mean, look, obviously, I don't want Hangman getting hurt. But what a great way for him to not look bad. And he didn't take a pin or anything. Like, this This is a way to really uh, somehow elevate him again if if you need to. So that was good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not good that he got a concussion, it- but. But no, it was
0: the best way. Now you want to see him fight for the title again. Exactly. So you want to see him go for it again. He yeah. Yeah, got so. from it. Uh, Robert, what do you think of the 2nd hour?
1: Weird decision to keep the acclaimed in another backstage segment as opposed to putting them out in front of the crowd. I think that was kind of odd. I get that you're setting up the title versus IP contract on a poll or whatever they're doing on, on Rampage. Maybe they weren't even there and this was filmed like oh we yeah, actually
0: in, re- in real life that's what's happening with me and soder. <laughs>
1: uh all right. Yeah uh, Wait, is
2: Rampage, is Rampage live this week? Yeah. Oh damn.
1: I think they're going yeah because it's the, this was the Tuesday show so I think they're going live with Rampage on Fridays. Um just to make Jim Ross have to leave his house twice. Uh the the Danganon Yuta thing Yuta in a pre-tape is not bad. Like and I've said that before like he he can talk like a normal person when you don't put him in a situation to fail and his whole, like, how are you surprised that Danny Garcia was a piece of shit when I've been saying all along he's a piece of shit. And you know, that part's fun. I don't think you need to split up Blackpool combat club this early in this process. They, there's a lot of mileage to go. We've seen Claudio Castagnoli on TV, like three times in like six months, like get more mileage out of this before you already start splitting these guys up. Uh, the building up to the Dalton castle Jericho match, I guess to Dan's point, they were showing a lot of clips of former Ring of Honor champions, and it was great to see Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens and all these WWE guys. Like it felt unnecessary. They have enough Ring of Honor guys that you can show that you don't necessarily need to show the WWE guys. But because then if you,
2: you don't, you have fans going. I, I get if you don't. And you know Tony cares more about that than, yes. like, he'd rather be like, I included wrestling as opposed to I hid wrestling. Sure.
1: Um And, yeah, Dalton Castle, it, it did feel odd. And it felt odd because this was not an audience that knows who Dalton Castle is. Like, he hit his finishing move, and there was not a – a, a, you could hear a pin drop like they didn't understand and the commentators were doing good tried trying to tell the story but the in-ring match wasn't and it just kind of felt like a dude wrestling Chris Jericho
0: you know what it felt it started to interrupt like when the difference was like when we saw Eddie Kingston come up we're like who is this guy when we saw a war horse or like this guy's bombing with Dalton Castle I'm like he's doing good but they just don't get it You know, like, that's kind of what I felt where I'm like, I'm like, ah, he's, he's, he's doing everything he needs to do. They're just, they just, I don't know why this isn't
1: working. Because he's a guy where if WWE got their hands on him, he would be Fandango. They would have done vignettes for weeks and weeks and weeks building up this guy appearing. And it would have been an over the top segment. And the crowd would have known who it was. Instead, Tony just assumes everybody knows who everyone is at all times. And that was kind of a challenge here. Uh, it was cool to see Jerry Lynn get involved with the physicality where you're using a bunch of ring of honor guys. Uh, but again, I really now want to see Jerry Lynn and Chris Jericho, except I can't because Jerry Lynn and William Regal are both made of paper mache. So you're <laughs> setting up great feuds that we're not going to get a chance to pay off. Um, the, uh, the Moxley and page main event up until that point they were, they were fired up. Crowd was into it. I loved the pre-match brawl. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the audience was a, a little bit more split than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be like 100% in favor of Moxley. There were people there that were still treating Hangman like he's a top-tier babyface. Um, and then, yeah, w- what happened, happened and was, was unfortunate. They acted very quickly. It, it was clear from commentary. They thought he broke his neck like that the way he landed they did not think this was concussion they thought this was he may be paralyzed taz was really good at being able to convey the story of what was going on there uh reinforcing how dangerous and everything how is pissed
0: would cm punk be if the hangman got paralyzed and then he's like no he's god damn it i can't fuck i can't shit on him anymore
1: well no then they could do like a full-on like uh murder ball match in wheelchairs <laughs> which would be fantastic um yeah, you 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 really learn how long seven minutes of TV is when they had to try to fill time. Like, it's it could be death out there having to try to do that. And Moxley was cutting that promo, again, where he legit thought Hangman broke his neck. And he's like, I hope you'll be able to hold your baby again. But okay, let's get back to the storyline. I'm like, that's tough. That is very, very difficult, an uncomfortable moment. Max, again, came out, biggest baby face on planet Earth. I've got this chip, and rather than cashing in on you now when you're weak and bleeding, I want to face you man to man and beat you because I'm a cowardly, shitty heel that deserves to be booed. Um, it, it, like MJF and Jake Hager are the two biggest baby faces in the company. That hat has made Jake Hager like dude, it if, is the if, new. This scissor. is the
0: best Jake Hager we've ever seen. It's the, the best Jake Hager of
1: all time. Um. And then it's the best MJF baby face. I guarantee
0: you Jake Hager will be a baby face by the end of the month from that hat.
1: Oh, 100%. That's like, it's so weird that they've picked up how to do that little Attitude Era thing of making something that makes no sense get over. Oh, they will
2: be selling Jake Hager hats, no doubt. Yes,
1: This is his like head cheese moment. Uh, But then it reminds you that the reason why he has that hat was because Danny Garcia rejected the hat, which was either a ploy or Garcia legitimately turned on the group and then realigned with the, it it, it makes your head fucking hurt. (laughs) Um, but at least, uh, you know, thankfully hangman page is going to be okay. It was just a concussion, um, which I'm not downplaying it. That's definitely serious, but this could have been significantly worse. And now we have a, a main event for, for full gear. And of all the main events they could do, this is one of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um yeah i mean you just you just hope that they kind of gel together i mean this this sh- i just feel like it's it's the easiest thing in the world it's just that tony's burnt out man bring in some new creative people like it, this is like the T- tony I, nobody is saying that tony doesn't like he T- tony understands wrestling he's put together too many good angles for this not to for him to be like bad at his job or something he's not bad yes, at but his he job. did
1: all those angles in a month and a half Exactly. Like he, he, so you
0: bring new people in. You, you bring new bring people, people in.
1: But like, here, like I'll pose this question to Scott because we, call, you and I, kind of talked this a little bit this last week, Dan. But like, with Moxley, is there a single dream match left for him that we have not seen in his current incarnation?
2: No, we've seen I, him wrestle I mean, Omega.
1: We've seen him wrestle Jericho. We've seen him wrestle MJF already. He's wrestled Hangman now.
2: Yeah, he's even wrestled the Bucks.
1: He's wrestled Danielson. I mean, outside of like heating up Miro and giving a WWE match,
2: no, who is there left
1: I... for Moxley to face with his new five-year contract?
0: Yeah, that is it. A... I mean, you got to build people up. Sure. And and look,
2: I, I I actually I like Moxley being the guy that MJF faces if MJF beats him. Uh, I like that a lot. And then, you know, for the next five years, you just put Moxley in not dream matches, but dream matches for... His opponent, you know what I mean, where he is the dream now, that these young guys will be fighting, kind of, because that's all you can do with a Moxley. uh, After this, he's done literally everything in the company. He's won the title three times, five times, how many times in the last two weeks? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but he's just the he's now continuously like the in case of emergency.
2: Sure, Break yeah, you, you could guy. turn him heel, stuff like that. And then there's like some cool storylines you can do with a guy who I I really enjoy on the mic and a guy who's willing to go places other people aren't willing to go. You know, the sky's the limits in terms of storylines. It's just, is it anything that's like throwing your money at it? Uh, if, if, uh, if the storyline's good enough, but no, just just the opponent and there's no money in anybody versus Mops. But
1: how many AEW storylines have they built that have been money storylines with the exception of using something from real life. Like the MJF punk thing sticks out to me as being very special. Cody and Dustin felt very special, but that was, Hey, these guys are brothers. Like what was an AEW and again, story? Not
2: really a storyline, you know? Right. Um, but what was an AEW, AEW story they
1: built from scratch that you're like, I, I, I think can't wait to see couple. the couple. I
2: mean, I thought I, the
0: problem is, is that like, I thought the Eddie Moxley story was really good. It just had the dud, it just had the dud, uh, explosion, but that wasn't their fault. That was, yeah.
2: I, I love Jericho Cody too. I thought that was a great yeah, feud. It's just was a the great. match story. didn't really pay off. You know, um, everybody wanted to see Hangman beat Omega. And that was, that was a massive storyline. I mean,
0: right. ward MJF, that was a big story. Wardwell, you know?
2: MJF, but you know, you know what they did with that. And, um,
0: right. I mean, every I mean, MJF Jarby was a great feud. I, you know, they definitely have it. It's I think just, what
1: worries me is I think back to that, mjf moxley feud before with the fake running for president bullshit like it was really bad and then they just kind of like a lot of their stories were very repetitive and i've yet to see them really from scratch pull off a a a hot story where the storyline is is really exciting like even the wardlow mjf thing got overshadowed by is mjf going to show up or is he going to quit the company like that became the storyline And then they never did anything with Wardlow after they didn't elevate him. Like they did that Ricky Starks um, Hobbs story. And then those guys like just kind um, of fell into an abyss
2: sucks. I know.
0: Yeah. I mean that, that's the biggest problem is that they just don't, I think like Tony gets excited. Like this is the way that Tony books, which like you need this in a sense where it's like, he hears the crowd reaction. He's like, Oh, they love the acclaimed. Let's make the acclaimed champions. And it's like, well, that's great. That's great. That That's exactly what people want. But now what? You know, like Bruce does talk about that on the podcast. On the, there's something it's like, all right, well, you did it. You pulled, the, you, you know, you pulled the trigger. Now what? What are we going to do next? And, you know, Tony hasn't been great on the what's next of it all.
1: Well, now you built that great acclaimed feud with the gun club. Oh, wait, no gun club vanished and they fell into a black hole. Sorry. They could be back.
2: It's not a black like hole, Robert. Weeks. It's a ring of honor okay like that, <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to high
0: spot low spot before we get into the meat of the episode or the blood i should say count oh, dracula no. I spot, <laughs> uh, i'll start out i spot uh you know everybody tweeting to me about this uh stone cold show i really appreciate it. i'm finally in the observer guys it's got to be my high spot low spot um i think everybody probably agree with this but this kevin nash story is really sad. Condolences to you know kevin nash and his wife and everybody else in the family and i mean that you just never want to you know you never want to see see a kid pass away um i mean this is just you know he's 26 so young um just really brutal stuff
2: uh scott high spot low spot yeah um my my high spot and it might have happened last week but i wasn't here but uh good brothers showing up in wwe not because I love their matches. Nobody is a huge fan of these guys. We were excited when they showed up in AEW, and they were as fucking lazy as ever. But I do love, <laughs> that really Carl- yeah, I do love that Carl Anderson is um is the never open weight champion. I know he is not going to be fighting at uh I think it's Autumn Attack is the pay per view. I might be wrong. Another uh, great New Japan, Japan for New Japan. Uh, he will be in Saudi Arabia that day, but I wonder if they're going to strip him of the title or here's my dream. And here's my high spot. Um, new Japan, because Inoki has passed away, they have been able to make an agreement with WWE and Tony Khan has calmly nodded his head and not gone crazy over it. And Wrestle Kingdom this year will be, uh, kind of like a bit of an Antonio Inoki tribute. And so we will get wrestlers from every company in some capacity. And look, if WWE, if that wrestler is Carl Anderson, I mean, Hey, whatever. Uh, it still means something because it is a WWE contracted wrestler wrestling over there. And I think is that's this is where I league.
1: point out that Gallows has done our show.
2: Oh yeah. Gallows <laughs> yeah, has done the show.
1: The dude. I'm not bad. I mean, he's like, going to show up and kick your ass.
2: Like brother, li- listen, Pretty good funny. brother. Like the way they speak and like, Oh, that's a good brother. I, I've said that in my life. Like I I enjoy them. I think they're fucking funny. Uh I think they're a the, lot of fun and the they they're the dudes. dudes. Terrible WrestleMania thing
0: they put together is hilarious.
2: And I'll say this: I think uh I think here's another potential high spot. Is I I think Kenny's going back to AW, but if he doesn't, uh the storyline ends with Kenny coming back, and it's that's the club eventually. But I think Carl Anderson and 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 Doc Gallo's – will come off better in WWE than in AEW. And I think that's a bit of a bummer cuz that didn't have to happen. But they were also an impact at the time and fucking
0: Yeah, I mean they just it just seemed like they were all about make, doing as many appearances for as much money as possible. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like- which also
1: was their storyline on Raw, which was very funny. Yeah. That they were like, "We're going to oh, we're going to show up on uh, on NXT if you're going to pay us that money." And then AJ goes, "You're signed to WWE now." And Carl's like, "I still need the money."
2: <laughs> like it's
1: like they the lean into it so hard. That how is a you-
0: fun that is a fun gimmick of them just being like, Yeah, yeah, we're just we're we are just we are we are just doing this for money. <laughs> Remember when Gallows was on our pot. So the funniest, like I guess WWE told them like after they gave him the raw titles, uh and, and they are like, Hey, we wanted you to have this. And then Gallus just was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> He's like, No, man, I'm, it's about like how much money I'm making. Um,
1: but it's a good, dude. What, what was your low spots, gut?
2: uh low spot okay uh it's it was kenny omega's birthday and aw twitter account didn't wish him a happy birthday and they wish every dumb bastard a happy birthday in that company
0: do you think they're playing into the internet there or? i don't think this uh, is a good one to play into i don't think that's a good yeah, one to play into yeah. they are. i
2: know they mentioned their names they even mentioned punk on dynamite this week right but steel got fired but any yeah my low punk spot punk is dude these guys have been gone two. this is this is how many months now this is almost two months right
1: yeah Yeah. i saw something where cm punk's suspension lasted longer than the new uk prime minister
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you i mean do you think there's any chance they get it together and all those guys come back including punk i think well i know
2: ace is gone right but i don't see punk coming back man I'd like him to, just to finish it out, just to get a few storylines out of the way, however you got to do it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Also, I think Omega's contract is up in January, right? Or February. So if he wants to go, he can go too.
0: Yeah. I don't know if there, I, I can't see him and WWE working out that well, but who knows? There may be new feuds no, me for either. him. It yeah. would be new feuds for him. Like what do you have him do? He comes in, you have to have the match with Roman, then he loses to Roman. At this point, you have to like make a new guy with Roman. It can't just sure. be, like, yeah. It can't I, be a guy like a uh, old guy. You know, you got to make a new guy. I don't know if it's Braun Breaker. I don't know who the fuck it is, but um, it's somebody. I mean, you, the Riddle fact that you're good. not
1: picturing the dream match of Kenny Omega versus Baron Corbin is <laughs> is sad.
0: Hey man, Corbin was actually they did a good job with Corbin this week on Raw. I don't know if you saw it And my JBL, Raw. right. JBL got a great promo, and it was just—it was real fun.
1: Yes, this is a good plug for my something of sports entertainment with where you will hear in painstaking detail why I point out why Dan is wrong, and this was the single worst thing I've seen possibly all year in wrestling. Really? Oh, I hated that Baron Corbin oh, JBL shit. thing. Okay. Really? Number one, number one. Why do you hate it? I'll, I'll give a bullet points for it. Number one, Corbin for years, years was terrible. He was unwatchable. He was not entertaining. They found something with that bum-ass Corbin and happy Corbin. like That shtick as just an upper mid-card goof worked really, really well. Now they're back to taking him seriously and trying to make him a legitimate top-tier threat. That's not him. That's not how the audience wants to see him, and he gets a lot of go-away heat. Number two, he's a decent promo. You don't need to put him with JBL. And JBL's whole heel promo is burying indie talents and short guys, which is who the WWE is trying to push. And the crowd is not like buying Johnny Gargano right now. You don't need to like rub it in their faces with JBL.
2: I didn't you, know that about Johnny. If I you want to doing Okay.
1: He they they kind of he had that match last week where it was pretty quiet. Then you had Ali this week where the crowd was kind of quiet. I did
2: hear that about Ali. And And it's it's like so. Do you have when
1: you you know JBL is a heel, but when the audience hears it, they do kind of like okay, I kind of agree with it. If you were gonna use JBL, I would have put him with you know the uh, someone from NXT the that one tag team the Southern guys. Uh, I can't think of their names. Um,
0: the creep, oh those guys, yeah, not the creep bros, the other yeah, guys. Yeah, no.
1: Uh, James, whatever the hell, like young guys, and use JBL to give them the rub. Like you don't need to give the thousandth Baron Corbin serious push when Happy Corbin is totally fine as just a guy on TV to fill a segment. We don't need to pretend that he's a top tier main eventer.
0: Well, guys, uh, check out Raw to see why Robert's wrong
1: yeah uh, the, high spot, the, the, low
0: spot robert
1: uh my high spot uh which re- this rarely happens comes from impact um there was a bobby fish promo that was uh that was sent to us uh about six days ago where where he uh he comes out to confront bully ray and i thought the ali segment was quiet there was dead silence <laughs> while bobby fish was cutting it's pretty, his promo. It's pretty wild
0: man it's it is one wild.
1: of the best things I've ever seen his, where's the lie? And then just nothing.
2: And this <laughs> I know is what it. A- is. <laughs> He's ruined both sides, right? Because there's like Team Elite and there's Team Punk. And he shit all over Punk. And so Team Punk is like, fuck you. But then everybody found out that he asked Adam Cole to like go to WWE with him or something. <laughs> and so AEW fans are mad at him too. It, it, is, it is so funny that uh, every fan will just stare at this poor guy.
1: Yes, it, it's. I mean, he seems to have now found his his kind. You know, he was guest uh, coaching at NXT. Like he's a competent in ring performer. Ah, uh, but this was just the best kind of Grim Death. Uh, my low Maybe spot, a,
0: a coach and not a wrestler.
1: Yeah, he, he's a fine coach to teach guys how to work. Uh my low spot, Brett, the Hitman Hart, a friend of the show. We all love him. <laughs> um. He advocated that Goldberg should be removed from the Hall of Fame, and that's not the bad part. The bad part is he's like, they should get rid of Goldberg and replace him with Barry Horowitz, (laughs) which means in Bret Hart's mind, there's a one-for-one Jew quota That, that's the only thing <laughs>
0: I just put that together now. That's exactly what that was. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's what he
1: how did. his mind
0: worked. He's oh like, God. Oh, you know, if you're gonna have a Jew, have the Jew that put me over. <laughs>
1: oh I like God. that. Whenever Dan does Bret Hart, he always makes it sound like he's in a Martin McDonough movie. Like, it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but, like, what a fantastic piece of shit Bret Hart is <laughs> that, like, in his mind it's like immediately he goes to the jew thing <laughs> we should get rid of goldberg and is, is lanny in there can we put lanny in there
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so that was
1: my low spot
2: hey you know what's another high spot um that wwe just uh the copyright what is it uncle harper what is it that bray's going to be using yeah i just love that you have the legacy of brody continuing and really however they use it i i love that so much that made me really happy
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think he's, he's not, you know, I thought that, I mean, I thought the segment on SmackDown with Bray was awesome. I was talking to Lawrence about it. He kind of had mixed opinions, but. You
2: know, I have, I have not seen any of it yet. Any of it. I heard the theme song. Like I watched the entrance, um, but there's a lot of wrestling I got to catch up on.
0: Bro, it's, uh, it was really good. I mean, it was really, it was really good. He cuts a baby face promo as, as himself. Where he's crying, and then this new character shows up and is like and it's like you have no idea what you've done, you know. So it was like, I was like, Oh, we did both things. <laughs> oh, like,
2: that's interesting. Okay. And has yeah. he been seen since he's not on raw at all? He's a smack. No, guy, was not really, but but we, he wasn't on raw at all. We he cut famous?
0: this he cut this amazing program when winning rotunda being like, You helped me out through everything. And then they cut to black, and then that face mask was like, You have no idea what you just unleashed, and then they get into the show.
1: And it was cool that he as himself got to like legitimately thank the fans for the support. And he's like, you have no idea how tough the last year and change was when I thought everything that I loved got taken away from me. And you know, you all, so it's cool that he got to break character without breaking character uh, Mm -hmm. and then be able to weave it into this more complex story. And I have full faith that Rob fee has this thing mapped out and we're going to get a, a really, really fantastic story oh and, and one other uh minor thing uh i don't know if you're aware of this scott uh we are getting omas and braun Strowman.
2: shut up
1: they the omas and mvp had ha called out braun they uh this is gonna happen so you know don't start filling out your end of your ballots just yet
2: <laughs> that's gonna be a chop fest man
1: Dude, that's going to be. I mean, this is why Kenny Omega might not come back to wrestling. He's not going to be able to top.
2: <laughs> this you should be a two blow. out of three falls, but it's just like, see who's willing to fall two <laughs> out of three times like, to actually take the bump. I mean, Giants it's... hate taking bumps, man. They like lean over so on, they really think they're going to die. I guess I get it. You're so high up there, you assume your head's going to explode if you fall.
0: I mean, yeah, I, you know, a main event at any Slam anniversary is. <laughs> oh my,
1: hold on. I do what want to point something out say? real quick. I want to point something out because what just happened here? Because somebody tweeted about this because Dan and I recorded for the Patreon.
2: Dude, one of no, our shows, yawning. And someone was and he's like,
1: how early did you record this? That Dan was yawning. I'm like, that's an evergreen situation. Like it's Dan's dogs, the yawning, and then him holding back a belch. That winds up being an even more pronounced. I don't voice. know, like,
0: the belch thing. No, no way. It's but, all maybe fun, but it's just I'd it was
1: someone it. had someone like had posted about it either on Twitter or Facebook, yeah. and they're like, "Were you recording at like 7 a.m. or something?" I'm like, "No, it's just it's just Dan. uh Like it's yeah, not it's that not, he's not it's interested not
2: catching a belch. It's like uh, it's like remembering he has to breathe. <laughs> he has you. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Well, let's get to Dracula folks." Uh,
2: i guess it's the roast of dracula doing
0: the roast of dracula which means we got to start with the bright side of dracula let me tell you (laughs) you, dracula was my guy okay growing up (laughs) he really was a lot of people had luke skywalker you know some people i i eventually had the ninja turtles but dracula was my guy dude the ultimate tweener the the heel you always root for great style impeccable timing uh, and I love, you know, Salem's lot. it's my favorite Stephen King book, and it's a modern day adaptation of Dracula, the Bram Stoker novels is tremendous, uh, I, I, I love me some vampires, I love Halloween, and I love Dracula, and I'm glad we got to roast him here on Wrestle Roasts.
2: <laughs> you know what this feels like? It feels like Dan was bitten by a Dracula and, and then Dracula was like, "You have to pr- plug me on your podcast." <laughs> like
1: you said, you got bit by a Dracula. Like there's a whole clan of Dracula. I call him
2: Dracula. I call vampires Dracula's. It's like a fun way to you know. It's yeah, that's like, it feels like a, like a way an Italian would call a fam. Vamp- Sometimes you got to talk like an Italian to be fun, you know. <laughs> and so you call a vampire a Dracula.
0: <laughs> I agree, Scott.
2: Thanks. Um.
0: Do you have anything positive to say about Dracula? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, plenty yeah. of positive things there. Look, as far as classic literature goes, it is an enduring character that everyone knows the story. And and because it's an IP free character now, it has been turned into so many different incarnations of Dracula. Uh, some you know campy, some serious, that uh that Gary Oldman version of dracula is fucking terrifying uh i just the, rewatched
0: watched it it's not terrifying it's just softcore porn when it's, you're it's,
1: kidding it's terrifying that that keanu reeves british accent is that is terrifying. terrifying oh
0: my god as much as for everybody who loves keanu reeves don't watch dracula again
1: don't watch a lot of his movies from a certain window of time um yeah. the the simpsons parody of that is one of my favorite treehouse of horrors uh, the the song Dragula by Rob Zombie was a oh, great, great wrestling song. theme. Uh, and you know, as a kid, for whatever reason, like nothing terrified me as much as the movie Monster Squad. Even though I got oh, now my-
0: Shane Black, but, baby. Like,
1: but like, I, I love Shane Black. I mean, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is one of my favorite movies. But like, as a kid, I'm like, oh, this movie is gonna kind of be like Goonies, and it was way more hardcore than Goonies. Uh, so that always stuck in my uh, in my brain, and it's just. It's a, it's an enduring character that people put their stamp on in the way that you get with, uh, with James Bond or Superman or Batman or whatever it is. And, uh, it's, it's really fun. And there's been a number of wrestling gimmicks that have kind of glammed onto it, whether it was the brood or, or Kevin Thorne. Um, it's, it's a, it's a universally iconic, uh, figure owned by Universal who, uh, is part of NBC, which also owns Peacock.
0: What if they're just like, fuck it, we're going to do Dracula Law. (laughs) We're just going to do a Dracula lawyer cartoon. I would Um, watch the
1: fuck out of that. That
0: sounds so cool. You would watch the fuck out of that. Um, I I thought that was just Alan Dershowitz, but (laughs) oh, come on. But no, you're right. He wasn't on that island.
1: Oh no, he definitely was. He was on that <laughs> island, but he was just there to talk to the girls. Like he's the one guy. He's like, so do you have a Roth IRA?
2: Yeah, he's the one guy who bought bought like a snorkel. <laughs> Dude, it's like imagine imagine just
0: showing up and you're like you're a, you're a girl, a, a young girl, and you got to hang out with Alan Dershowitz and fucking Prince Andrew. I mean, it is just some of the worst hangouts you could possibly have.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure they made a lot of good decisions in their lives before they wound up on Epstein Island with those. With
0: they were those in guys. high school, Robert. We're, yeah, hold
1: on. They, were, they, hold on. they were in they were in high school After? in Florida. Like I, I went to school with these girls. Like this, this was a step up from where they were gonna wind up.
0: This is how my show isn't gonna happen on Peacock. It's like co-host Robert Carpalist. Uh all right. They made good Uh, money,
1: they met interesting people, they got to travel. All
0: right, Jesus Christ.
1: I'm sure, Uh, I don't think he was there, but, you know, speaking of the living dead, let's talk about Dracula.
0: Dracula. Let's roast Dracula. Robert, why don't you start?
1: Today we are talking about a soulless bloodsucker who preys on young women. I thought we already did a roast of John Laurinaitis. (laughs) This is true, Jerry Lawler wrestled Dracula in Memphis preparing him for a career of working with the living dead that is Jim Ross. (laughs) Lawler was obsessed with Dracula. Something about freezing a girl so that she stays the same age forever was oddly appealing to him. (laughs) Here's a fun peek behind the curtain. With Mike no longer full time, Dan has taken over picking the roasts. And for our wrestling podcast, he decided we should roast Dracula, which is proof that Dan's sobriety isn't always a positive. <laughs> Though Dan deciding to roast Dracula is the kind of sharp decision making that's sure to attract the fine people at Peacock. <laughs> Which a joke I wrote before all this shit broke. Um <clears throat> it's my Scott joke of the week. Dracula is from Transylvania. I believe Florida Governor Ron DeSantis hates Dracula because he's always been labeled as transphobic.
0: Oh, hey now. Yes.
1: Dracula isn't canceled because in 2022, telling a girl you want to suck her blood is nowhere near the top 500 creepiest things she's been DM'd. Dracula likes to drink the blood of virgins. So be careful out there, Patreon members.
2: <laughs>
1: Roasting Dracula on a wrestling podcast is the best idea since the debut of the zombie on ECW on sci fi. The only thing scarier than Dracula would be those ECW
2: ratings.
1: (laughs) Mel Brooks' last original film was Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Dead and Loving It is how Teddy Hart describes his ex-girlfriends.
0: Oh, man, that is so good. That's great.
1: It is refreshing to roast someone lying in a coffin whose last name is not Von Erich. (laughs) In the book Dracula... He's ultimately killed by a man named Van Helsing. Van Helsing would be a nicer name than Gunther. This is just a reminder that Gunther is still a better name than Walter, Dan.
0: Gunther is a better name. No, it's not.
1: Here's a fun fact. Dracula actually means devil in Romanian. Though according to Kanye West, Dracula just means Jew. (laughs) And finally, Dracula can be killed by a stake through the heart. While eating steak will most likely be the thing that kills Conrad's heart. This joke brought to you by SaveWithConrad.com. SaveWithConrad, where the blood sucking is only metaphorical.
0: <laughs> oh, Roasted Dracula! I'll go to next. Dracula, then, now, and forever.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a bad. So real. It's a. It's a bad week for biters, folks. First a steal, and now this roast. Uh, Dracula is from Transylvania or what Jackson Riker calls New York Uh, (laughs) sucks all your blood, hates sunlight and has an army of the dead are we talking about Dracula or Conrad Thompson (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) the closest thing we have in wrestling to Dracula is Gangrel who's like if the Count from Sesame Street couldn't
2: Um,
0: Dracula, not as scary as The Fiend but probably better in the ring you can find dracula sleeping in a coffin which was linda's excuse for lance Cade's funeral on the campaign trail he's just oh, sleeping the, guys What the
2: hell? <laughs> he uh
0: he went by dracula because we went by bella lugosi he'd have to team with nunzio uh, <laughs> this is my scott joke dracula could never be a wrestler because he's afraid of blade
2: <laughs>
0: Have you seen pictures of Vlad the Impaler? He looks like what would happen if Bobby Fish had a queer awakening. Dracula looks like a waiter in an Italian restaurant who's fired for being old. Same rules for Dracula as CM Punk. Don't let him in.
2: <laughs>
0: He's the one guy we've roasted who's walked the walls without taking somas. He's afraid <laughs> of garlic and crucifixes. So his arch enemy is any grandma and queens. <laughs> you may remember Let the Right One In, an amazing horror film about John laurinitis hiring the wrong one-legged wrestler. <laughs> Dracula is known to to bring all of Hollywood's favorite monsters together: the Wolfman, the Mummy, and the Weinsteins. The <laughs> only way to kill him is a stake through the heart. So Vince McMahon's breakfast. And finally, the own the only thing that scares Dracula more than light is AEW Dark look guys it was either that or creatures of the tuesday night titans which sounds like the girls from the shell station jake roberts picks up <laughs> uh all right scotty
2: oh, all right well also this is the first time that your scott jokes are were my jokes <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go uh dracula He's just like a wrestler in that he doesn't show up in family photos.
0: <laughs> uh, Scott, Dracula. Can you turn the camera on? Can you turn the camera on?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. All right, here we go.
1: Yeah, for the big YouTube hits
2: for the yeah, the Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then people in the comments all pissed off at us about the inaccuracies of Dracula.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Dracula's monster.
2: No, yeah. Sure. The only thing worse than wrestling fans, Dracula fans, <laughs> Dracula sleeps in a coffin. Jake Roberts can't sleep because he's coffin. <laughs> oh. Dude, there's a lot that aren't even Dracula jokes. Okay. Difference between a Jack-o-lantern and Grizzly Smith is a Jack-o-lantern is a pumpkin. And Grizzly Smith pumped his kin. Oh, <laughs> <Lord God. laughs> hey, it's a very spooky wrestle roast. <laughs> uh, the other difference is Dracula can't come inside without permission. <laughs> oh, guys, thanks. Um, to Dracula, John Moxley matches look like food fights. Even though there's plenty of blood, he's never attended a GCW show. Because he hates the smell of garlic. <laughs> uh, the difference between Dracula and Marty Janetti is Dracula spends his time in a castle while Marty Janetti spends his time in a White Castle bathroom. Uh, Transylvania is just WrestleMania headlined by Nyla Rose. Uh, shut up. Dracula's favorite wrestling moment is the mass transit incident. He says the only other time a a virgin lost that much blood was when Mike Lawrence had a Crohn's flare up. (laughs) Uh, To a wrestler, blading is when you cut yourself to bleed. To a Dracula, blading is when you do (laughs) blackface. Okay, whatever. Uh, Current Vince and Count Dracula have no interest in Linda for the same reason. She no longer gets her period. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. How dare you? Uh, Lawler and Dracula both love virgins and stakes destroyed their hearts. You guys had those jokes. The difference between Dracula and CM Punk is Dracula can't look himself in the mirror while CM Punk refuses to look himself in the mirror. Uh, Dracula is like if Michael Myers dressed like Austin Powers. <laughs> Take that Dracula. Like, isn't it weird when you actually like get one in on Dracula? Okay. Uh sorry, these aren't Dracula, but fuck it. In wrestling, Leatherface is sable. Uh to Paul Heyman, pennywise means being smart with your money. <laughs> Let's see. Now that Sunny's in jail, her customers are headless whoremen. <laughs>
0: stretch yeah man it was
2: really you know it was tough all right and finally uh this is a, a game of jeopardy uh, both the fan of dracula and someone who just took a finishing move what is people who are down for the count
0: Oh, my guys, uh, guys,
2: kids could be listening to this one because they oh, type so in Dracula <laughs> into iTunes.
0: So, so glad they're going to be listening to Wait, us. Yeah. Wait, our, hold on, our Alan kid- Jericho with Prince Andrew discussion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Scott,
1: what kid is using iTunes?
2: Well, you never know.
0: <laughs> well, That's a fun episode, guys. I think, yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, maybe for Christmas we'll roast Santa or something or Rudolph.
1: I do that every year. Rudolph it's, could it's be fun. It's called being a Jew. It's pretty Rudolph easy. could be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. Um, all right, folks. Uh, Robert, what do you got to promote?
1: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Uh There's the uh, the Facebook group, and uh, I, I have like a third, and then I don't have uh, anything. Um, I I don't know. It'll come to me.
2: Hey, did we ever do a Gobertly Google roast? I don't think we've ever done a gobbledygooger roast. No, we can we do that. We might have to roast the gobbledygooger. Well, but
0: we were supposed to, uh, all right, I can replace one of the things for Thanksgiving out. I can replace Tony Khan with gobbledygooger, but I think. No.
2: Can <laughs> I mean,
0: I kind of wanted to do Sid, but I mean, I Wait, is Tony episode.
2: Khan the Thanksgiving episode? Because I would love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the Thanksgiving episode. For
1: all right, sure. Great. We're not doing Sid because you have to split the wishbone at Thanksgiving.
2: <laughs>
0: I love Sid, man. Sid, Sid is out of every single wrestler. He is the most fun replay value for me. Just because oh, Sid's he, the best. He just like he goes for it each time, man. He does not. There is no like. There's no phoning it in with Sid. I mean, there is in the ring for sure, but as far as promos, there's no phoning it in. He's a. Uh, he's like if Lex Luger was confident. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what Sid is you know all right folks um so i'm gonna be at brooklyn comedy club tonight in williamsburg support that club it's a fun little club and uh subscribe to our patreon guys we got some we're we're, we're doing mind games this week i just rewatched it the main event is absolutely fantastic and next week we're roasting the undertaker player so two weeks uh,
1: we're roasting the undertaker in two weeks oh, or we a half. Oh, it's a patreon we can have whatever, whatever. whatever. so we fun, got a sorry. lot
0: of fun stuff coming up thank you though for uh for limiting our, our uh new buyers robert i appreciate that robert uh what do you got to promote i already promoted
1: <laughs> yeah oh, yeah
0: jesus yeah. sorry
2: i uh uh you know i'm a mess scott what do you <laughs> got uh my other podcast out for smokes with mike racine and sean mccarthy also scott underscore Chaplin on instagram and twitter Deck, wash your hands. Yay.